Popping on a handstand, on a oh, handstand, yeah. on my American yeah. bandstand. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Ludacris for getting his um degree from uh what is it Georgia State? I think he graduated from Georgia State today or something. <laughs> Kudos to him. Um, welcome to Live Mouth Stereo. Welcome back. It is Saturday. It is the night before. Oops, I think I skied in. Um, oh, Lord. <laughs> I am and that is Greg from Young Black and Bothered. You can find me at www.shambipotting.com with all of the five podcasts that I am collabing with, that I am doing solo. Um, you can find the podcast books on that website and Lamont Stereo in general it is not just for relationship it is not just for talking podcasting it is not just for talking adulting it's just a place where basically greg and i come to decompress on certain topics okay now y'all see the topic the good collaboration greg has brought this to me and he was like have we done a show on this and i was like "Mm, not exactly so that's the show we're doing today it's pretty good uh greg uh set it up pretty good i appreciate so we're basically going to you know do the warm-up and let everybody come in at the beginning and talk about what's going on with greg talk about what's going on with me on my side and we're gonna you know introduce collaborating what we think is collaborating um what collaborating do for each of us and we're gonna talk about top 10 ways to collaborate with a friend um, properly do a live or I or a live on IG or on TikTok we're going to talk about how to be comfortable being yourself on social media and not let it take you over and we're definitely going to talk about you know finding your tribe and your tribe definitely is not going to be everybody so it's going to be a good show if you do any type of collaboration or content creating or you want to do you know projects with a friend or you want to do a show with a friend or just how to deal with friends on business or projects I feel like this is a good show to listen to tonight but if you busy, I understand you can catch the show on Monday on Loudmouth Stereo Podcast on your podcast app. I'm ready. Yes, indeed. Oh, man, it feels like this is going to be one of those shows where it starts off slow and it, it quickly picks up the pace. Shout out to Network Poe. I, I think I've seen him in another one before, but shout out to you for being in here. Obviously, you know, Shan, happy Mother's Day in advance. Again, happy non-pullout day for you times two. So, pussy popping on a handstand. Yes, indeed. Um, we, we are um, going to be having a show on Wednesday of this week uh, coming up. So just be like fully prepared for that. But before we get to that, obviously we have to, you know, shoot the shit a little bit. Um, Shan, how are you? How have you been? How was your week? <laughs> how are all the things? Okay, so I already told you I had lava butt this week. I had lava butt <laughs> this week because. My oldest got a stomach virus on Sunday night, and then I ended up cleaning spit up 
in my hallway and in the first bathroom. And then I ended up catching it on Monday going into Tuesday. So I was basically a volcano out the butt. Um, and oh, then wow. my mom got it like two days later. Um, Aria didn't get it because she was at her dad's house. Thank God. Because I can't mm-hmm. deal with that as is. And then when she's sick, it's like times 10. Um, oh, no. What else happened? I feel like I've just been spending money and spending money and spending money. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of planting shit going on at my house. Uh, my mom has been educating me on, okay, this is good, but this is how you do it better. Um, mm-hmm. What else? Uh, I got some wood yesterday on my lunch. <laughs> and Wait, um, Lunch break. Yes, I got some wood on the lunch break, and then we ended up going back to Home Depot to see if I could find some corners for the um, plant bed. And my mom met a man and told my this man, man. My mom met a man and told this man that she would possibly bring him some rum cake either today or tomorrow. So tomorrow, because I don't want to be a flunky. I got to go to Home Depot and find Marvin or Melvin and give him some rum cake that my mom promised this man. And he ended up giving us wood pieces um, for for the uh, plant bed. What else happened? My mom had a... Now, in my dirty dirty mind, everything you said came out the complete wrong way. I thought you said uh, your mom gave the guy bum cakes. Like I was like, okay, like like what? Uh-uh. And then no. then you said that then you said he gave y'all both wood. I was like, what the fuck is what type of kinky shit is happening right Welcome now? Welcome to XXX.com. Um no. It was definitely oh rum God. rum cake. Okay, so tomorrow sometimes tomorrow I'm gonna bring that man rum cake on his shift. Uh mm-hmm. I did not do a three-way with my mom, okay? That is not what happened. Thank, um, phew, thank God. I clear that up. Uh, <laughs> my mom did get a surprise spa day today, so I took her. I blindfolded her and took her to a spa today, and she mm-hmm. got, like, a, um, an 80-minute deep tissue massage with, you know, herbs and all this extra stuff. She'd enjoy it. Yeah. And I wanted to have an outing with the girls, you know, all the vaginas in my truck. But then mm. the weather was like cloudy and windy and kind of cold. And I was like, I don't feel like being out anymore. So I just came home and I slept wrong. I slept wrong and my back been fucked up. And all I want right mm. now is a is a icy hot patch on my neck. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's it. That's it with me. Oh, wow. Yeah, for me, it wasn't much that happened. Let me go ahead and close my wife's door because she's infamous for walking outside and leaving the door wide open. But back to what I was saying. So this week has been very interesting. Um, something you know about uh, baby girl, she ended up catching COVID. So there was mm-hmm. that. Um, we found out that on Friday. So I think we're officially at day one now because they don't count the day that you actually you know, found out she was negative. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she was negative all week. And then spontaneously on Friday, she catches it. So for the next 10 days, she's going to be at home. The wife is going to be at home. Daddy's going to be miserable. 
Um, because little kids, like, you know, when they're that age, she's like less than two. So she mm-hmm. can't like verbalize like what's wrong with her. So when she's crying, mm-hmm. like it just, it just sounds like a normal cry for her, but I don't know mm-hmm. if she's like in pain or anything like that. But she woke up with like a hundred degree temperature on Friday. She was like scorching hot, but she's been better ever since. She still has an appetite and all the other good stuff, which is nice. Um, mm-hmm. Just a little bit concerned. I'm being like the over-concerned parent for a couple reasons. So one, that's my kid. So naturally I'm overprotective. Two, the fact that like the wife, she just got over COVID. So when she came back from the bachelor party, she had COVID and she stayed isolated for like seven days at a hotel and then came home on like day 11 and she's been home ever since, masked Mm. up around the baby and somehow the baby still managed to catch it. So I'm like, okay, like what am I not doing right now? You know, I'm a germaphobe. We talked about, you know, Mm -hmm. how I have like hand sanitizer, soap and everything just laying around and we use it. But mm-hmm. I've been using it like 15 times more now because the numbers are spiked. But, you know, hopefully, you know, she just gets better and she, you know, continues to drink the fluids and stuff like that. And then me, um, I have to be quarantined like shit to the point where, like, I wear the mask in the house all day around both of them because I'm the only one that hasn't gotten it yet. Knock on wood. Mm-hmm. But my sister's wedding is next Saturday. So mm-hmm. I can't I can't get it. Uh, Jess is already getting over it, and then Skylar technically should be over it because I think they say kids like they get it over, they get over it faster than adults, or they show less symptoms after like I think it's like four days, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but the doctor was like, "Oh, you know, don't you know you shouldn't have her in the wet and stuff like that." My sister's like, "Oh no, she's it's my only wedding. She has to be in it, right?" So there's that. Mm-hmm. But that was like the length, you know, the length of my week. Um, outside of that. I've started to fall into this trap of just, like, posting a lot of shit on TikTok. Like, I've been Mm -hmm. doom scrolling, and what I do is I add, like, videos to my favorites, and then I do a TikTok of them in bulk. So I'll do, like, fucking 10, 15 videos, and then I'll just, like, post them shits because I'm like, I don't want them to be old, and then they don't mean anything in, like, a week. So I can Mm -hmm. post them, and like, boom, 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 boom. So yesterday, I posted, like, 15 TikToks, and... As a result, I ended up getting a whole bunch of followers again. I was trying to figure out, like, what video went viral or which one ended up becoming popular because they don't tell you. You just all of a sudden get a whole bunch of notifications, and it could be notifications for old videos and new videos and stuff like that, which is why I wanted to talk about, like, collaboration tools and TikTok and social media, just all these things tonight because I feel like you and I, we do really good with collaborations. That's how the show started. But I wanted to talk mm-hmm. about it in like the grand scheme of things when it comes to social media and even just people creating a business for themselves in order to create and make money. You know what I mean? So that's that's where I've been this week is just creating on TikTok, taking care of a kid. And honestly, um, I'm, I'm trying to do some nasty shit to my wife today and tomorrow. So tonight should be for me and tomorrow should be for her. So, yeah. Okay. Excuse me. Let me tell you this. When you had uh, posted that TikTok with young Skywalker, okay, mm-hmm. I was like, why does this child already have Greg's body size? Man, listen, listen. Oh, when you were listen. holding her, I was just like, oh my God, that's a whole five-year-old. Yeah, like she, they've already, they said she's going to be 5'11", and that's taller than me. 
Wow. So I'm like I'm 5'7". They said she's going to be 5'11 because everybody historically in my family is tall. I just ended up getting the short jeans. So mm. like the emphasis, like my dad is 6'5". My younger brother is, uh, I think he's like 6'2 or 6'3. And then my like other brother, he is, I think, 6. He's like 6'2 also. So for me, I got my mom's height and shit, and I've been hating it ever since. So mm. when the doctor was like, oh, she's growing at like a rapid rate, I was like, oh, she's not going to end up being like 6'5 and then like talking shit to us when she's 11, right? And they're like, no, oh, like she, you know, her average should be about like 5'11. And I was like, her average? Like that that's a that's pretty big fucking good. average. Yeah, that's tall for a 5'11 a big average. And you, like you said, like in the video and stuff like that, she already is big. Like, and Jess is yeah. like five even. So, and like, I'm trying to think what, Jess is five even flat footed. And Skylar will just like, I can tell she's going to tower over her or be her mm-hmm. height at like 10 or 11 years old. So, yeah, um, I, I'm not prepared for this. I'm all, I'm prepared for baby number two, but I'm not financially. So there's that. You saw, you oh, saw the and one, one of the. Anya and my mom. What'd you say? You said that yes. you saw the picture. Yes. I'm, I'm I was like, this girl like... is eight, and they wear the same shoe size. Yeah. Yo, I don't know what is going on. Like, what is what are in the chicken nuggets? Because whatever it is know. making these kids like, they, I don't want to call them little mutants, but they are because they just they just this... big for no reason. Like, and one of uh, one of the guys I was talking to last night on TikTok. He goes and he's like, you know, his kid is over. I think they wear like a size 14 shoe. No. Like 15 years old. I was like, what the no. fuck? What? I was like, how? Like, I, I just don't, I, I don't ever want a kid to have like over a size 9, 10 maybe, but size 13, 14, like. And, and then what kind of, what kind of condoms do you get your son when they feet that big? Honestly, you know, for me, I I don't know what I don't know what the fuck to get. I'm like, yo, just like don't give her a hernia. Like, fuck, size fourteen shit. What are you doing? Like, what? I I feel sorry for any like guy who has to shop in that size, and more importantly for the women that they gotta end up dealing with with you know somebody with a size fourteen, fifteen shoe. That that shit is impossible. No, thank you. But. Um, no ma'am yeah mm. you got Mother's Day plans for tomorrow oh why'd you remind me so since you know <laughs> Skylar has COVID we can't do anything so I'm trying to make it right right so making it right for me is the equivalent of going and getting shit so I made the critical mistake that all black men make the day before Mother's Day they go Not everywhere rest- searching for shit oh Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh no! Yeah. I, I tried the okay. reservation shit. That mm-mm. so okay. the original the original idea that I had for my mom was when I was when I was around Skylar's age. What I did, well, what my grandmother did was her and I took a photo together. Like we went into like a photo shoot together, so we could always have photos of like her and you know her and I and stuff like that, right? And then my mm-hmm. mom had the same type of photos taken with her and I. So I wanted to you know give my mom that gift of you know, having her and Skylar take photos similar to what, you know, I did with my grandmother and my mother, right? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, with the baby having COVID, that ruined that plan. But it was supposed to be that and brunch. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened during the pandemic, but fucking brunch 
is expensive. One, uh, I got like a list of like DC brunches, and mm-hmm. there were none that were like twenty nine, thirty nine dollars. These motherfucking brunches, for at least this Mother's Day brunch, one was one hundred and twenty nine dollars, one was eighty five, and it's like single plate. What do you call it? Like uh, fix like prefix menus. That's what they call. Mm-hmm. So basically, they give you like the three courses and stuff like that. You don't get to make substitutions. I'm like, yo, who the fuck wants to pay $100 for breakfast and then I can't make any substitutes? What if I want over easy? What if I want scramble? Oh, no, you just got to have it this way? It's either that or you run... Here in Atlanta, it's a whole bunch of brunch spots because they make money because people love to eat here. So mm-hmm. it's either you go home and you have a big brunch by yourself and you order like a private chef to come do it and mm-hmm. you end up paying probably less if you have a lot of people. Or you make it yourself because if they have good food, the wait's gonna be like two hours. Man, listen. At least the wait's two hours. These motherfuckers tell. They told me one of them that I called. I, I won't say the name because I do want to try the spot. But mm-hmm. they're like, out. What do you call it? like hour blocks? So they have a two-hour block for the brunch, and it starts from when you are seated. And they time that shit. They literally like they have a timer for when you're supposed to get up and leave. I was like, get the f- no, no. Absolutely not. You're trying to tell me I got to pay $89. You tell me, all right, everybody needs to be here. Because, I mean, black people, we can see an appointment or like a dinner reservation for like <laughs> one, you know, one o'clock. These motherfuckers start, oh, I'm parking the car. I should be in in like 15 minutes. No, Nick, like, no, we said one o'clock. That, like, come on. So, either way, the lady told us it's a two hour block. You can't, you know, you have to show up 30 minutes before your block just to check in and your entire party needs to be, no, not your entire uh, entire party. She said 80% of your party needs to be there. If it's parties mm-hmm. of uh, five or less, everybody needs to show up at the same time. I'm like, all right, cool. So then, you know, she shows us two different menus. So I asked her, do you have, like, they have like a breakfast brunch and they have a lunch brunch. So for me, I'm like, I thought brunch was like breakfast and lunch. Like, I don't understand why there's two different menus, exactly. right? So yeah, so she was like, oh, yeah. If you yeah, wanted um, breakfast, go out for breakfast. Yeah. So I, I was just so confused at how they had, it, like, two different menus. So the first menu was from, like, 6 a.m. to 11, like McDonald's or some shit. And then the lunch dinner brunch was from, uh, what is it, from, like, 1 to, like, 5. And I was like, okay, in theory, I get that. But it's like, okay, why not? it saves you more overhead if you just have one fucking menu that everybody can pick from all fucking day. Because you know what's going to happen? Niggas like me are going to get an appointment at 11 o'clock or, you know, at noon or something like that because I want brunch. But you're telling me all y'all got is lunch and dinner. No, I want the fucking steak and eggs. I want the, you know, the turkey bacon, the regular bacon, the sauce. I want all that shit. But you're telling me I got to get steak frites and uh, Brussels, I don't want that shit. Like, I want breakfast. What do you mean? So, either way, I, I was not happy with them. And then, obviously, we found out we couldn't go anyway. So, I overcompensated mm. by going to, I went to Walgreens. Was it Walgreens, Target, CVS? I went to Safeway, and I landed there. Mm. So, I was, run, I was running out of ideas for Mother's Day with gifts. My mom has everything. My wife has me. Um, so I, I feel like that's enough. Like you, 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 you got a blessing in me and I'm trying to figure out what to get them. So naturally I went with the flower thing, right? Flowers, mm-hmm. they used to cost ten ninety nine, twelve ninety nine. Now they're like 15, they're like $15 yeah. and shit, right? So I saw a bouquet. 
$25. I said, what? Oh, yeah. What? I, I saw that, too. The ones that were, like, 29 or uh, 25 29 34 and shit. Yeah. I, I will say, I bought, I bought one, two, three, four. I bought five bouquets of flowers. Now, you'll probably be like, why? Um, I didn't realize how many people, the older I get, the more people become mothers, which means it's more expensive on my <laughs> end. So, I have my mom, my grandmother, I have my stepmother, I have my brother's girlfriend, who's the mother of my nephew, then I have mm -hmm. Jess, so that's five, and then, you know, I thought about getting my sister one, but I was like, she's a dog mom, so they don't really count, no offense, but you know what I mean, like, you know, like, kid, kid, Mother's Day, like, I can get her something else, so that in itself was $99 in flowers, right, so then, um, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna get just, like, a gift, that gift, 50 bucks. I got my mom and my grandmother the same gift, $25. I came out of that store paying $209. Mm. I'm like, yo, I could have just I could have just ordered them fucking food. Like, next mm -hmm. time I'm just do DoorDash or something because, yeah, I was not happy with myself and that checkout. I kept the receipt to remind myself of what not to do next year, though. Mm. What about you? What you got planned for Mother's Day? Um, I just treated my mom today. And that ran me like one thirty, and I don't know. I don't have no plans for me tomorrow. I mean, the girls is here, my mom is here. I don't want to deal with the nail shop tomorrow, but I do need to get my nails done. But um, I would love for somebody to pay for me to get done tomorrow, and I'll be completely fine with that. I don't want to go out to eat. Um, I don't want to have to be the driver tomorrow to go anywhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, other than that, all of my mother's days are usually with the girls. So. Yeah. That. All I'm going to just say to, to anybody for Mother's Day, like, do y'all shit early, please. Like, don't be out here at fucking 2, 3 o'clock trying to figure out what you're doing because you ain't going to do nothing. Don't, like, <laughs> I remember, was it 2020 for Mother's Day? I know you and I talked about this last year when I was telling you about what happened in 2020 for Mother's Day. So Mother's mm -hmm. Day 2020 obviously was the pandemic and shit, right? So everybody's at home, everything's closed, and so you're trying to figure out what you... Yeah. Man, all I know is we, my mom, she really wanted Olive Garden for Mother's Day. So I was like, you know what, cool, I'll order everybody, like grandma, me, my Red. sister. Man, Shan, I'll never do it again. I, I don't think I've had Olive Garden since. I can't tell you the but they're they're now that I'm adult, their breadsticks are as hard as dildos. But Matt, listen, I don't understand why people think them fucking breadsticks are good. Like you could literally go it's, to it's like salt your local salt and butter. This is salt and butter. Yeah, you can literally go to like the grocery store and get that like that store brand bread that's like in the deep freezers. Yeah, and have the same effect. Yep. But pe people swear by Olive Garden, and God forbid if you ever one of those people who's like, oh, I'm going to take some extra bread home, and you try to microwave that shit, man, you might as well oh, you know what's really, with a knife. Oh, you know what's really good um, in the microwave? Cheesecake Factory sells their brown bread in the grocery store. So now you can hit the brown bread that's at Cheesecake Factory in the grocery store, and Red Lobster has the their um, rolls in the freezer section too. Wait, what? Oh, oh yeah. I need to go back to the store then. Yeah. I definitely so need to go back to the store. 
you really don't have to go to the restaurants for their shit anymore. Oh yeah. Well, I'm I'm no longer going to restaurants. Like after like you know DoorDash and like Toast and like that. You know, I actually get my food faster by just ordering mm-hmm. shit. Like I could be on the way to the restaurant and I can order mm-hmm. it and the food be ready. Like there's a place I go to in Bethesda called Uncle Julio's. Right. When we sit mm-hmm. there, it takes them thirty. It takes them thirty to forty minutes to just like get the shit ready, right? So we're just sitting there, yeah. like, yo, can you just please just like make the food? And it's not even the the most complicated shit. Like, just will get like shrimp, uh, like fajitas or something, and me, I'll get like empanada, right? So when I say empanada, I'll get like this three different ones that I get. So I'll get them, and like in the store, I'm sorry, in the restaurant, it takes them forever. But if I order on the app, it'll be like, all right, pick up in twenty minutes. I drop over there, food piping hot, and they give me more. I was like, well, oh, I think that's because, you know, those restaurants who have two different things, like they have the, the restaurant side and then they have the to-go. That department yeah. who does the to-go, man, they will load your shit up. Like, yeah. that's the cheat code for for anybody who wants to go out to dinner. Stop doing that shit. If they have the, the drive-through, like, pickup shit, get that every time. Just take that shit home. You ain't got to worry about gratuity and all that. And you get a larger I, portion because they get oh go ahead. I love doing Magianos to go and I love Man. doing uh, Fridays to go. <laughs> yes. 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 I I love Fridays. Um I did at a you know, once upon a time, like three months ago, I was going through this mm-hmm. thing where I really liked Outback Steakhouse again and I hadn't eaten mm-hmm. Outback since I was like a teenager, right? So I go into it, I'm like, Oh, I'm grown now, I can get my own outback, right? Like I ain't gotta depend on the parents, right? So I got the Kooka Barrel Wings, and the Kooka Barrel Wings are so fucking good. Like, I love the Kooka Barrel Wings. And then mm. I found out the recipe to try to make them at home. I was like, I'm going to replicate these. I'm going to go and make them. It's going to be a big deal, right? I looked How at the it? recipe, and it's it's like the – it's not made in, like, regular oil. You know how, like, you fry chicken, like, oil? It's yeah. made in, like, pig, like pig lard. And I was like, yo, wait, so I'm eating – chicken in pig hold on i got i gotta look up the recipe really quick because nobody's gonna believe me when i read this let me see it's made in is it pig fat yeah cooper how do you spell it i never had no wings called that so i want to know and that's the thing their wings are you got a message i'm gonna play it fucking go for it a shout out to the panel um it is crazy i did my mother's day today um i just wasn't feeling well and it's that time of the month i really have to just stay home sometimes for that but yeah we did it today and uh i get to stay home tomorrow i'm gonna work from home a little bit but um yeah it's gonna be nice to not have to be out and all that craziness but yeah it was better in the 90s when they had trans fats for the uh olive garden breadsticks and stuff yeah see See, I knew I wasn't tripping. I knew it. I'm looking at the recipe now, right? Huh? There's so much shit that just doesn't belong, right? So the official recipe on uh, keyingredient.com, it says the ingredients are 10 small chicken wings, 48 ounces of shortening. Now, 48 ounces of shortening, which is the equivalent of pig lard or pig fat, right? So mm-hmm. you're about to eat chicken that tastes like pig fat like that that right there already i was like get the fuck out of here so i tried to figure out like where i could get shortening 
and you can only get it like a butcher or something like that. Like you can't get that specific type of thing. Because I don't think they really sell shortening anymore. Everything is just like oils or like, you know, like repackaged like bacon fat or something, right? They had, um, what else is the recipe? So two tablespoons of all-purpose flour, one tablespoon of Kraft macaroni and cheese, cheddar cheese topping, um, or wow. Molly McButter cheese sprinkles. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> Why the fuck do my chicken wings have to have, like, a macaroni and cheese topping on them? That like, sounds... I'm assuming it's... But his, the fucking wings are so good that that's the fucked up part about it, Shannon. Like, if if you haven't had Outback Steakhouse's, like, kookaburra wings, I implore you to do that. Like, but what's the next time we got a show? Wednesday? I'll give you two weeks, though. I'll give you two weeks. If y'all have, I, I have to know that if y'all have an Outback Steakhouse there. But if you do, we- I need Outback. you to do it. If you mm-hmm. do, please, before the, not the show Wednesday, but the next show that Saturday, I need you to go and grab, like, you know, you and the girls, some kookaburra wings from there. Because everything that I'm listing off, you don't fucking taste it in the kookaburra wings. But for some unknown reason, this is in the recipe. It's almost like the shit disappears once it's in your mouth. Pause. But what'd you say? How many calories is in that, that wing meal? Well, his, um, it doesn't show up here, honestly. It doesn't show up the calorie thing. But I, I will say, like, that is definitely a dinner. Like, I can, if I go to Outback, I don't go and get, like, Outback food, like, you know, steak. It was, like, the surf and turf and shit like that. I literally yeah. go in there. I'll get the Outback bread. I'll get the, what is this shit, the celery that comes with that. Um, They have, like, a little side salad and the kookaburra wings. That's all I eat. Mm. And the kookaburra wings, they come with this, like, like, a ranch and a blue cheese. I have yet to find the company that fucking makes the ranch and the blue cheese. Best of both worlds. Some of the best fucking blue cheese, some of the best ranch you'll ever have in your life. And I stand on that. Like, I don't know what is in it or anything like that or how they create it. I think they probably make it in the back, but it's good. Like, it's the equivalent of when, like, Popeye's first came out with the chicken sandwich and everybody swore it was, like, the best fucking thing on planet Earth. Like, it couldn't be chicken. It had to be, like, alien meat or something. Yeah. The kookaburra wings are legit. But I'm going to just finish off the rest of the ingredients. So they got uh, salt, chili powder, ground black pepper, cayenne pepper, paprika, onion powder, garlic powder, cumin. They have a dash of ground clove. They have crystal Louisiana hot sauce and a teaspoon of water. Oh, yes. Don't forget the teaspoon of water to make such a difference. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, it's I just I really need you to do it. Do it for the team because it's some of the best wings you're gonna have. Outside of like the wings from like Costco, like if you get them like when they freshly make them, those are mm-hmm. good too. But now Costco's you gotta ask them. You gotta be like, yo, can I get the fresh ones you made? And they usually make it around like three o'clock every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a cheat code for anybody else. Outside of that, I don't have anything, you know, anything else really. Um <laughs> for the shooting the shit part. I, I am ready. I'm ready for this show. I, I hope the listeners are ready. I hope that they understand, like, this is going to be right. some good game. So Good game. Ready? Y'all see the title. Yeah. The power of good collaboration. All right. So collaborating for me is me joining forces with someone else or 
one or more people doing some of what it's going to take to get the completion of what I'm trying to do done or what we're trying to do mm-hmm. done. Meaning, I'm not trying to collaborate with anybody and do 110% of the work. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to collaborate and do a project or content with anybody mm-hmm. and carry all of the weight. And I don't want to yeah. be the only one who wants a great result at the end. So I think when yeah. it comes to like collaborating, you want to collaborate with someone who's like-minded, but is probably better in some areas that you aren't and vice versa. You don't want to be collaborating with yourself. You want to be mm-hmm. collaborating with another brain. So for me, collaborating allows me to have a second brain that I'm also interested in because it's better than mine or it has features that I don't have that I can learn from. Um, it's, it's having more perspectives that I can get good tips from. And it's half the work. Um, you can build a bond with new people based upon doing great work together. It uh, allows you to see people who have mixed skills that can help build a brand or a business. And you'll always have like a reference or someone that'll bring your name up in other rooms that you aren't in or someone to connect the dots for you later in life when you didn't know that you would need them. Like when I interned with all the companies I interned for, they spoke me up to other people. And when I moved to another state, it wasn't, oh, I, I don't have a job or I don't have an opportunity. The opportunity was waiting for me. And a lot of people don't understand, like, good collaboration could be just that. Just because you need a change or you're mentally done with, you know, working at this place or doing this project and you want to move on and move forward, it doesn't mean that you can build a bridge to cross over to that next thing that you're doing by somebody else having an end that you don't have. And so when it comes to like collaborating, it's, it helps you have better com- communication methods with other people and it helps you grow better as a person. So that's what I think about collaboration. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it, it's a lot of the same for me, so I'm not going to parrot it. All I'm going to add to it is like for me, I can't function doing two people's work like mm. it, it's just not for me not my nine to five it's not my part-time it's not my after hour it's not even my relationship like I need you to pull your weight um anybody who knows me knows that previously I've had x amount of like podcast hosts uh, and stuff like that and what I started to notice was I was doing a lot when I say a lot I'm not gonna say all but I was doing a lot of the legwork <laughs> and people started getting complacent and even like with me and like this show like I started noticing like me like scaling back and letting like Shan take like lead on stuff I was like no that's not me and the reason why I know it's not me is because like you have to have that person that like that anchor to your show or to whatever you're doing when you have a collaboration with somebody that's going to be like hey no nah, like if I let you like drown I'm still anchored to you and I'm going down with you. So we're just going to have to fight to get back up to the top. So 
for me, collaborating, like you have to know your partner. Like you said, you have to have a second brain. Um, for me, when it comes to a good person you collaborate with, like they have to have similar interests, but they also have to yeah. have unbiased opinions. I can't, I can't fuck with people who their minds can't be changed. They can't learn anything new. I can't <laughs> collaborate with someone who doesn't want to learn. And yeah. I'm not an expert at I'm not an expert at anything. I just know different things, and I like to do my research if I don't know. There are a lot of people, a lot of armchair experts that do absolutely no research at all. I can't speak to those people. I can't fuck with those people. And the reason why it just, it doesn't compute for me. It doesn't compute knowing that's like, hey, we're going to be collaborating on something, but you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That yeah. shit, it, it just it's not for me. Um, also. Uh, this is a big one when it comes to like, you know, good collaborations. Um, if money is the first thing that comes up, that's not a collaboration. Right. It's not a collaboration at all. That person is attempting to use what you got to get themselves some money. Mm-hmm. The, every, every, every instance that I've seen this shit, Shane, you know, I've told you stories and stuff like, you know, people want to be on, but then they want to be like, all right, how much money did we make? How much work did you put in? If you didn't put in as much work as I did or that another host did or anything like that, well, guess what? You get nothing. F- funny funny story, Shan. So there was a, a, a person from one of the past podcasts. They were listening to the show. And they were like, oh, yeah, I see you, like, y'all have Adam and Eve as a sponsor. And I was like, yeah. And they were like, oh, dude, you know, we get a cut. I was like, we who? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because, you know, her and I are like, we, we had the, the falling out with the show and shit like that, and mm-hmm. she bounced. But I guess, you know, she was hoping that, like, when she bounced, the show was going to die down. I was like, no, mm-hmm. you just left the show. Like, cool. Like, I don't want to say she wasn't important, but it was just one of those things. It's like, you left, you're gone, cool. So when she was listening to the new shows or whatever, because she still says she enjoys the shows, thank you, but she goes and she checks out the show. Here's the Adam and Eve as a sponsor. And she was like, oh, are those episodes as well? I was like, they on all 400-plus episodes. And new, and she was like, "Well, do we get a cut of it?" No, the fuck you don't. <laughs> and and I had to be direct because it's like, yo, like you didn't put in on this, and more importantly, you didn't do the research that it took. Money will be made in anything you do when you collaborate with somebody, but I feel like, and this is my personal opinion, you get what you worked for. So yeah. if you, yeah, you might have done an episode two hundred or something like that, or you know eighty or whatever, like cool, that's great that you did that shit. But these are new ads. This is new, anything. So collaborating for me that ever since I've started podcasting, anything that I do when I collaborate, I tell people I break down shit evenly. So for Young Black and Bothered, at least everybody gets paid the same amount. When we get our little red circle like checks every month and stuff like that, I break that shit down. One month it was like i think it was like 42 dollars. i was like great we breaking the shit down six ways and we broke it down six ways i was like yo get yourselves some lunch and some shit there's nothing i can do with the 42 dollars. but hey you go ahead and do your thing right but i also tell them i was like i don't get paid like for me the show gets paid so all the co-hosts they get whatever money is there and then whatever other money is going towards the show now when i say the show that could be website hosting that can be like editing possibly me getting a new like a phone or something like that like something that is going to contribute to making sure that the the quality is better um like the editing and stuff like that so when it comes to collaborations i just ask anybody who's listening to the show like know the person that you're collaborating with 
and get a lot of the boxes checked at the beginning. Money yeah. should not even be a topic if you haven't discussed what the fuck y'all are doing. A lot of people will go and they'll start trying to collaborate with people. And the first thing that comes up is, well, how much will I make? Or how much money? Like, if you're talking about that and you ain't done shit, you don't plan on doing shit. You hope to just be here for the ride. And I want no parts of it. So And, and, and when this pandemic first started, we saw, like, swamp loads of people coming into podcasts. And everybody was mm-hmm. so focused on, like, making money. So how do we how do we make money? We need to get ads. We need to do this. Even Ti when he created his mm-hmm. lame podcast, he was like, "Man, mm-hmm. it's just a you really can't make no money in that stuff. It's just too much work. Mm-hmm. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to worry about the numbers." And he was like, oh, "I just gonna do it." There is lots of money in podcasting. You just have to yep. know how. To- market yourself and who to talk to and how to to make it work for you but if you're someone that wants to talk about the money before you have provided the work exactly before you have put in the time before you have created the content before you had you know created fresh content because a lot of people like searching shows seeing who doing the numbers let's copy the title and let's do the title same thing um stereo for the longest time, Greg and I, we couldn't put up the title of the show until the show because people were mm-hmm. basically going on stereo, looking at the show title and making another show, the same exact show title because they had no content. And so mm-hmm. when it comes to collaborating, collaborating is basically, I see Greg doing the work, being consistent. I like what he's doing. Greg sees me doing my work, being consistent. And because the work ethic is like I and I, let's collab. Mm-hmm. Because we know exactly. neither of us is going to drop the ball. We know neither of us is going to drag our feet and not show up. We know both of us have a brand that we want. We have uh, we don't have the same exact goals for what we want out of podcasting, but mm-hmm. It is something that we care about and how it's seen and how it's heard. And we don't want it to be poor quality as it grows. Exactly. We want it to get better and better. And if you collab with someone who doesn't have a similar mindset, is basically you're better off doing it yourself. Yeah, yeah. And I, I want to like say this to anybody because they're probably going to think, oh, they're talking about podcasting. Collaborating in everything. We're going to talk like social media and stuff as well. When we're talking collaboration, at least from my standpoint, I'm sure, you know, Shannon's the same way. There are so many ways to collaborate with people, and it doesn't just have to be host and co-host, A mic, B mic. It can literally be somebody that you're collaborating with to actually help you with some shit. So, uh, say, for yeah. example, you have, like, you know, a YouTube page or you're an influencer on Instagram. You may need a social media manager. You might need somebody who knows Buffer and Hootsuite and shit like that. You don't want to learn it, but guess what? You have a friend or somebody, you know, that does, you can pay them for that. That's, you know, collaborating or honestly, you say, you know what, like help me and then I can help you as well. And when your brand takes off, cause I've seen it a lot on YouTube, you'll have like uh, MKBHD and a whole bunch of you like content creators on YouTube. You think they edit their own content? No, like they don't edit their shit at all. That's why, how I got the idea when I was pop, when I first started podcasting, I was trying to edit shit and I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this. 
I don't want to be up <laughs> till, you know, two, three o'clock in the morning because you and you and not Shane, we know for a fact podcasting has transitioned so much. Like when you and I first started doing the shows, like we were talking about which mics we should get, what interfaces we should get. Now it's just like, oh, I just got to make sure I charge my phone. Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally gotten that simple. So, you know, with it being simple, though, you still need to figure out a way to engage to collaborate. Um, I found out on Thursday that, you know, I had the access to go live on TikTok. So I'm like, all right, cool. That's great. And then I started getting comments and stuff in the TikTok that I couldn't answer to. I couldn't like filter them out. TikTok allows you to collaborate with people who are moderators in your fucking lives. So, you know, I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but when you have somebody who collaborate, who collaborates with you, like a social media manager, somebody who honestly edits your shows, somebody who just, you know, takes care of the social media, takes care of the things you don't want to take care of, that's a tool. That's a person that you can trust, but you have to be able to trust them by honestly starting it and setting your guide, what do you call it, like your guidelines and your rules immediately. So piggybacking off of what Shannon said, you just have to know who that person is and more importantly if they're willing to do the work so that's how you pretty much in my opinion collaborate to grow yeah and um collaboration is just like any relationship that you want to be in the good you got Mm -hmm. don't say you're going to do something if you're not going to do it don't set dates and not hold your weight you know pull your weight and just be honest about if they if you hear the idea and they're 100% about the idea and you're like 60% tell them at mm-hmm. the beginning I'm 60% about this like sometimes between Greg and I we'll sit and we'll be in text and we'll come up with topic ideas and I'm just like uh I really don't want to talk about that and yeah. I might come up with a topic and Greg would be like uh I really don't want to talk about this on this show tonight let's avoid this completely and because we're collaborating on Loudmouth Stereo, because this isn't just my podcast, it isn't just Greg's podcast, it's our podcast. And the way that mm-hmm. Greg and I basically met digitally was through podcasting. We have to be honest about everything that we collaborate on. And I don't want mm-hmm. Greg to be like, okay, we're doing this topic tonight because Shan wants to, and I don't want to make Shan mad. Or I don't, I don't want Greg... Either to you know do a topic and I'm just like I really don't give a fuck about this topic I'm gonna exactly. stay on mute the whole show if I'm gonna stay on exactly. mute the whole show Greg might as well do the show by himself like people have to be yeah. honest and I feel like the best relationships are the most honest relationships and sometimes life happens and there has been a time where Greg was like I need a month off and I yeah. wasn't upset about Greg needing a month off. Greg's life is completely different from mine. My life is completely d- different from Greg's. And we still never lost our audience. We still came back consistent with the same quality or better. And we still came up with, with more content. A lot of people like to take breaks for whatever reason they take breaks and they come back and they slack. That's so. something you can't do. If you if you're gonna take yeah. your fucking break, take because trust me, you're gonna need a break. Um, Shan's taking breaks. I've taken breaks. It's like you have to. And when I say breaks, like my month, it was a long fucking month. I ain't gonna front because 
Shannon and I, it's not like we stopped doing a show. Like, we stopped doing a show, but we didn't speak for a month. We were literally still talking about when we get back, what the fuck we were going to do. We already had shit lined up to the point where it's like, dang, like, you know, it's crazy to think about that. What was that, like, last, was it, like, November? Like, that's crazy yep. to think about that. We took a month off and came back, and it was like, oh, dang, first episode back, we did a fucking four-hour show. Like, hello. Mm-hmm. So, for for me, like, that, that was big, which... You have brought up a point that goes towards like the the next little like bullet point about like people um, being like afraid to ask to collaborate with people that they're like a fan of or honestly people yeah. that they think are engaging. Like, and this is true to form. Like, if you want to collaborate with somebody, just ask. Um, the worst thing they can say is no, but you would never you like you would never know where you can go by just asking to collaborate. But that's it's kind of like a flip of a coin because and I had to write this down. I was like, some people, uh, they won't collaborate with you or won't want to collaborate with you because you have a smaller footprint or you're new to the game or honestly, yeah. like they see you as a threat. You, you, you yeah. have to like, you, you have to take that for what it is. Shannon and I, like, we don't hate anybody. We don't have any like beefs with anybody, but we can get, I know for a fact, I've heard my name come up. I've heard Shannon's name come up and they don't like the style that we do things or the way that we talk about things or how engaged we are in the topics we discuss. And in my head, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, cool. If that's how you feel, guess what? Go tell somebody else. And I, I know I said this like a week or two ago. I was like, go tell somebody you don't like it. So then they can come listen to it. And if they fuck with it, guess what? I got a new fan. I got new somebody, right. you know, somebody who is going to listen to the content. But when it comes to collaborate, not everybody's going to want to collaborate with you, but it doesn't hurt to ask. And it's not even just when I say collaborate and like, oh, I need a podcast co-host. I need somebody who's going to be on my YouTube channel or something like that. Collaborating could literally be a brand. Trust me. A lot of the, like, the tech shit that everybody sees me with, I don't pay for it. Ask Shan. Anybody who knows me like personally will tell you, Greg don't pay for shit. I'd rather ask because there are so many brands, so many businesses, so many companies who will say, you know what? Sure. When we started with Adam and Eve, you know, I, I hope I'm not saying anything breaking the contract because they didn't say anything about it. So we can we can briefly touch on this. Adam and Eve, I told them, well, Shannon, I told them that we did a sex toy, like pretty much like a three-parter. So we did a three-part podcast about like sex toys and, you know, all, all the things sex, right? And I said, you know what? Why don't we just reach out to one of these companies? We reached out to them, and the next thing you know, we ended up with a sponsorship with them. That's collaborating because there will be brands, there will be people who will pay you because you have a following. And you, when I say a following, you can have fucking 15 to 50 followers. And guess what? Some brand is going to want the people that you have access to. That's, to me, the power of, like, collaborating. Like, you can go and say, dang, like, you know what? Instead of, like, some brands, obviously, you can't, re- you know, reach out to Michael Jordan and be like, hey, you know, I want to do a collaboration with Jordan. He's like, what the f- What? Like, you, you got to know your reach, to be completely honest. But these, like, up-and-coming brands like Sheen and the older brands like Fashion Nova and stuff like that, you think them, like, those brands just reach out to people and say, hey, we saw you have, like, 400,000 followers. Like, you know, go ahead and, what do you call it? Like, just go ahead and we'll send you boxes of shit. You just do that. I'm like, yeah, they do that for some people. But the reason why they do it for them is because other people won't reach out. When, uh, what is it, Fenty came out and they were looking for, I think what they call them ambassadors. They were like, oh, we just want women to, you know, showcase our clothes on their Instagrams and their social medias and stuff like that. Next thing you know, everybody's a fucking uh, Fenty ambassador. 
And then mm-hmm. you had the same thing with Sheen and all those. And that's collaborative. That actually builds your brand. It builds your resume. And more importantly, it gives you relationships with other people because then their competition will see you and be like, damn, like, you know, Shan is out here, you know, like say, for example, uh, Shan is using like an audio technica mic and she's talking about it on the show. Hey, I have an audio technica mic and, you know, I podcast from it's one of the best podcast mics that I've used. Right. Then next thing you know, sure, who's a bigger brand than audio technica. They come out and they say, you know what, Shan, we want to give you our microphone because we see that you're talking about Audio Technica. Then you are like, okay, you can leverage yourself with that collaboration. You can say, you know what? Yeah, but you got to pay me. And then when they pay you, you can set your price. And that's one of the biggest parts about collaboration that I want to talk about is that fucking pay. Because once you start doing your work. Before you get in there, before you get in Mm -hmm. there, hey, Boo Matter, thank you for coming through. Um, what's going on when when people say ambassador don't be fooled mm-hmm. a lot of these mm-hmm. people that say you could be a brand ambassador the people who are branding their shit their product their platform they mm-hmm. pay sometimes for their product that they're branding mm-hmm. and selling for them because basically mm-hmm. if I'm on the show and I'm talking about your product that you sent me at a certain percentage off, but I still pay for it. I'm mm-hmm. paying you basically to work for you because I'm promoting mm-hmm. your product every time I do a live, every time I go on IG, every time I post a picture. I, as, as long as you see, as long as you see your product in it and somebody can read it, I'm I'm marketing. I'm working for you. So when a lot of people say. Yeah. Uh, email me and be like, hey, do you want to be a brand ambassador for 21% off? What the fuck is 21% off? No, I don't want to sell your shit for you. When you watch movies or commercials and they turn them water bottles around, they turn mm-hmm. the name brand or the polo label, they cover that shit up, it's because yep. polo ain't paying out no money for you promoting their shit. This drink yep. ain't paying you no money for promoting their shit, so they go turn your bottle around. And some brands will sue you if they see their shit in your thing and you ain't putting no contract with them. So when it comes to your brand or your show or whatever you're you're talking mm-hmm. about or whatever audience you're talking to, know how to communicate that in money. Know how to... I, I think Greg is... One of the greatest thing about Greg is if I had a question on how to email a company about this as an opportunity, and it has nothing to do with me and Greg, Greg can put that email in money words as in let's do business together in ways that I can't because Greg talks to these companies all the time. Again, why it's good to collaborate with people who may know more than you in that area that you don't know. Same thing like, um, other podcasters maybe they do um they have a cover art and somebody else might be better at the cover art than they are it ain't nothing for them to reach out and say hey can you do the cover art for this i'll pay you this much fine i'll go ahead and do it because i'm taking my time out to do something for you that you're going to basically market outwards to other people like there's so many ways for you to 
uh, utilize people who may know more or be more skillful and still get what you want as a result. Don't be a stranger to the Mount Stereo shop with Teespring, okay? All the merch from us for you is on the shop, okay? Just put in loud mouth, M-O-U-F, stereo shop. And you know, the internet has this thing that it's going to do. It's going to shirt. Boop, 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 boop. And it's going to bring up our shop where you can support the podcast, support Greg, support Shein by promoting Limeout Stereo Podcast while being in something comfy or having a mug while showing support. We appreciate y'all. Thank you for coming through to listen every Saturday at 930 on Stereo App. We appreciate you. And don't forget to leave a review. Now back to the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh boy, yeah. We 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 hitting on all cylinders. I I like this. Let let's you know go into the the part about like the innovative ways to collaborate with your friends. Before so, you before you do that, before okay, you do that, um, mm-hmm. I want to say this. If I'm a fan of someone and I want to collab with them, because you did touch on being a fan of somebody and wanting to collab. I'm going to take that as a challenge of my best work. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's one thing to do a show with Chantal and Chantal only, and I can say what I want. I can uh, bring it up and talk about it how I want to. But when it comes to, yeah. like, if I admire somebody and they was like, I want to do a show with you, just let me know what date and time, and I'm there. And I yeah. really like that person, or I find them intriguing. I'm going to make sure... I put on my best dress. And when I say my best dress, not for them to see me, but for them to make sure that I'm organized, make sure that I'm on time, make sure that I'm, I, I, I have a great title, make sure I have great questions, mm-hmm. make sure I research them, make sure nothing is spelt wrong. Like I'm bringing my best because okay. I want to grow with them. I'm not flaking. I'm not dropping the ball. And I'm treating everything I do with them as a first impression because exactly. the most the most genuine thing when you admire somebody for real is to come at them in the best way possible that you could come at somebody because if, if if i if i said i admire greg and i was late to the show that i asked him to sit out time for us to do i didn't have any questions <laughs> i was scrambling for things to say it was a whole bunch of quiet parts in the conversation. Somebody's lying. And their liar is probably yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? So my thing yeah. is like, stop asking for people's time if you're going to disrespect it when it comes to being a fan of someone. We can get into the top tens. Well, that that is good. I'm going to start it off with what you just said. I'm going to just say this. Do your research on the person you're collaborating with. That's number one yeah. on my list. Because you you brought it up. That's number one. I'm not even going to go into that. Um, I'm going to make my brief so you can, you know, because I know you have yours as well. Um, number two, uh, for collaborating, like, innovative ways to do it, basically use your friend's expertise or, like, you know, the things that they're really good at to help you. 
like if you got a friend that's good at Excel, like, hey, can you make me a spreadsheet of like the shows I've done or something like that? I'm sure they can do it. Um, just, you know, figure out creative ways that you can use your friends because then it makes them feel like they have value in your show as well. Then they're more obligated to share your show and to talk about your show to other people. Hey, you know, you know what I do for Greg? I do like the, the podcast artwork. I did that for him. Or hey, the intro music, like, you know, that's a big thing for a lot of people. You have a friend that everybody has a friend that does music or something like that. So for podcasts, like, you know what, how about you do our podcast intro? They may be like, hey, like I charge I'm like, hey, cool, I'll do that, but then I get the rights to it. Make sure you get the rights if they, you know, charge you, get the rights to your music or whatever. Now you got podcast music. So now they can go and say, Hey, you know, I have like, you know, I did Greg's intro to the podcast, blah 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 blah, go check it out. They go check it out off the merit of your friend. Next thing you know, you got a listener, you got a fan. Just that. Hmm. Uh, number number three for me with innovative ways to collaborate with like friends and followers, whatever, is polls on social media. This is one of hmm. the one things I'm trying to get better at, but everybody keeps telling like I didn't realize it until TikTok. Those fucking polls matter. And when I say polls, I'm not talking about like do you like red or blue, and then it's like fifty fifty per- like in percentages. When I talk about polls, I'm talking the ones where you can ask. Q&As and questions and stuff like that. Instagram and TikTok are good as fuck with that. Asking those questions and stuff engages. I know back in like 2021, Shannon and I, we would go and put polls on social media on Instagram with like Mm -hmm. a question for the day. And then what would happen is people would message on our respective like social medias and then we would read those responses on the show. As a result, that makes the show better because now you have content that you didn't have to go drive to go get. It just came right. to you. So that that's big. I think that's what, three? Um, number four, again, about social media and the stories, right? I treat my social media, like my stories and stuff like that, like my new timeline. My timeline on Instagram is nothing but photos of family and friends. The story is where I post all the shit. And the reason why people's attention spans are short. So when you're collaborating, at least, and this is why I wanted to tie it in, you know, using your story as a timeline, you can share your friend's stuff. So say, for example, you have a friend that has like a candle business or something like that, right? You might see them post about it. Just share that shit and then continue to share Because what's going to happen is they're going to start seeing you be like, damn, like, you know, they really fuck with me. And it's not it's nothing to literally just share somebody's post. That's why, you know, Shannon and I were always telling people, like, yo, like, share the podcast, share the podcast. It's nothing to just, like, click share and then it's just on your story. Because it's only there for 24 hours. It's not like you had to make a whole fucking post or something like that. That's why I'm saying the story is the new timeline. It lasts for 24 hours. It has the biggest engagement. And then what happens is after you share somebody's stuff, like, that's you collaborating with them, keep sharing their shit. So that person with that candle business... Every time they post about their business, just share the shit. You share it. You ain't got to do it all the time, but you're like, you know what? Cool. I'll share it. Even if you don't really fuck with it, you don't really care, like, boom, I'm going to just share it. It's only going to be there for a day because eventually what's going to happen is once you stop sharing it, they're going to come to you asking you, hey, can you share this? And then you can say, you know what? Yeah, can you share mine as well? I got this going on, this going on. And then you have their audience as well. That's one of the biggest collaborating tools that I learned drunk last Mm -hmm. night, again, on TikTok. They said use that, like, basically use that like your LinkedIn. Like, you know people are going to view your LinkedIn, but you never really know who views it. Like, is that a bad – Is that a bad, no, that's actually how LinkedIn works, like, unless you pay for it. So how LinkedIn works is you'll look at your LinkedIn account, and it's like, oh, well, like, nine people viewed your profile. 
and it's like, okay, recruiter from this place or this person from this place, and you don't know who that person is, they just randomly saw it, using, mm-hmm. like, your social media, TikToks and stuff like that, using it that way, you'll gain so much traction just doing that shit. Um, and finally for me, which I guess it goes into the next portion as well, but I'm going to just wait on that, was obviously just going live. Um, we'll talk more about that later. I just wanted to hear what Shan had to say for her innovative ways. Um, This is not one of my numbers, but I do want to speak on it since you brought it up. Mm. That's all I use my stories for. I use my stories for mm. promoting our upcoming shows, um, promoting what products I'm selling on one of the shops, um, if I have like a new book, uh, a clip from other podcasters that don't know me and I don't know them, but I think somebody could benefit from this clip. I'll share it and I'll tag them if I can find their tag. I talked about this on my podcast tips on TikTok at Shambi Podden about tips for podcasters. When you have a show, do not be hard to find on social media because you're missing out on marketing. Because somebody would probably like your show, post your show, and they can't find you, so you don't even know. And I talk about little things like that because it's important for the reasons Greg said when it comes to that story stuff because you only have an audience for a limited amount of time. Even the porn people on Instagram know, oh my God, they're doing so many stories. Let me pop in here. Let me pop in here and just be one of the people that pop in here so other people can see that I popped in here so they can see my ass cheeks and then click here. Like, they know that that's top-tier marketing, okay? And when it comes to Twitter, I share clips of other people's shows. I share, I retweet people's products for their business. This week, I bought bought a um, new tea from She Gets It Podcast shop Mm -hmm. i bought a t-shirt from the good company in new york because someone on tiktok were talking about their brand um i bought um a t-shirt from too much game podcast last week a sweatshirt Mm -hmm. he bought a hoodie from me he purchased a book from me and every time he purchased something he always posted and talk about it I retweet it. Mm-hmm. I share the videos on other platforms. Like, there's so many ways to utilize um, people collaborating with you without you even having to ask them to collaborate with you. Because when good people collaborate with you, you don't have to ask them to support you on the opposite end. It just comes naturally. It's genuine. Um and, and And that's not even one of my numbers, but that is something I do frequently i'm the type of person if i see something that will benefit other people i cannot keep it to myself i am Mm -hmm. not a knowledge hog i'm a knowledge sharer just because i'm in podcasting doesn't mean i'm not going to share a tip with a podcaster um the rosy perspective is a podcast that i listen to and a podcaster that i've done shows with in the past i never met her in real life but when i created the second book in order for you to um, basically make it live, you have to order, a, um, you got to order your own copy. But I already mm. ordered a copy, but I did like a revise. And in order to make that live, I have to order a copy. So when I ordered the second copy, I hit her in her, um, in her DMs and I was like, hey, what's your address? And she was like, what? I said, what's your address? She was like, uh, are you mailing me something? I said, yes. And no, you don't have to pay for it. 
but I, I need to send somebody this book and I want to send it to you. You can use it or you can give it to somebody else, but I want to send it to you. And it's stuff like that that's not going to take anything out of your way to go ahead and do that should come naturally to you when you give a fuck about somebody else's work or their work ethic or their art or whatever they're doing. I This is my thing. This is my fucking thing. I support people who support themselves. I support people who support themselves, people who are not scared of work, people who will do it themselves, people who grind time. Baylor, grind times. I have I have purchased merch from Baylor. I have uh, promoted many shows for Baylor. I talk about Baylor on my shows. I've done plenty of episodes with Baylor because although we are different, work ethic-wise, we are similar. Okay, and Baylor is part of my pod fam, which is my number four. Um, So for my number one, collaborating with a friend that is also great at something else you would like to be great at. Greg mentioned this for his. That is one of mine. I don't want to collaborate with Chantal, number two. I want to collaborate with someone who isn't me that has something that I can learn from. Um, number two, I want to collaborate with people who pull their own weight and don't slack. I don't want to know I left you to finish up the work and I don't want to be up all night worrying about the fact that you're not doing shit. Um, (laughs) number three, you don't have to collaborate on social media all the time. Somebody can Mm -hmm. be doing the footwork, the mouth work or setting up the actual physical, tangible event somewhere, and somebody can be focused on the marketing. And when I say the marketing, I'm talking about emails, who's coming, RSVP, did you post it? Did you post it on TikTok? Did you um, post it on IG? Are you talking about it on your lives? Did you join somebody's live and hashtag hashtag it in their comments? Like, all of that shit, break the work up. Stop trying to do the same. Stop trying to do work in the same place. If the if the room mm-hmm. has to be painted, the tables have to be set, and the balloons have to be blown up, why the fuck are you over here grabbing a paintbrush and I already have the paintbrush? Exactly. I need to exactly. go do something else. Like, be effective about it. Um, number four, Pod Fam Boom. Other podcasters or content creators. Podfam Zoom was something that was created by um, Peabody uh, from mm-hmm. another podcast, another podcaster that I know from nowhere, who would mm-hmm. basically post a Zoom link on either uh, IG or Twitter and be like, y'all fall mm-hmm. through. And randomly, Random podcasters will click the link, come in the Zoom, and we will be in that fucking Zoom 24 plus podcasters deep talking about, we're just like beach balling topics and having conversation and, and getting to know each other and sharing our shows and sharing our at names and emails and just collaborating. And it was from like 9 p.m. Eastern to like fucking 3 a.m., 4 a.m. in the morning. That's how I met Baylor 
That's how I met uh, Drake from Everything Culture. That's how um, Greg got in the mix. Uh, who yeah. else was in the mix? Uh, Black Paco was in the mix. And then we started to yeah. branch off and do shows together. Like Shit like that is the best way to collaborate and get to know other people by finding people who want to share thoughts and not be better than the rest. Like nobody in that Zoom was worried about, oh, how many listeners do you have? Only a hundred. We don't want to talk to you. Get out the Zoom. There was none of that catty bullshit in there. And I like I loved yep. it. Number five. Um number five is if you're at a thousand followers on TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. And and I am also, let's do a live together. Let's do a topic together. Let's collab and talk about projects or promotion. Um I can I could mention like, you know, Greg, how's how's your YouTube going? You know, what you your last video, da 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 da. And Greg could drop his YouTube because a lot of podcasters or content creators we do so much that we sometimes forget to promote our own shit. Mm-hmm. And so the best way to promote content creator shit is by honestly bringing it up where they aren't. Um, bringing it up when they forget it. Um, and basically backing them when they start to doubt themselves. And just like Greg said, we'll talk about the lives because you don't have to have a thousand followers to go on live on IG, but on TikTok you do. Um, so let's talk about these lives. Yeah. Whew. Um, so it, it's, it's not much. All I was going to say when it comes to like embracing like either TikTok or Instagram, just do that shit. Um, I didn't realize this stuff until honestly I got on TikTok. I was like, yo, like, I, I don't really do a lot of, like, face showing. I don't, like, show my personality. You know, having a podcast, yeah, my personality's there, but there has to be a face behind it. Then I looked at my avatars. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, all my avatars before, it was like, oh, it was just, like, the drawing of me that, you know, I had done, like, months before. So it's like, dang, like, I, I felt detached. So with lives, you can actually engage automatically. Stuff doesn't have to be structured. There doesn't have to be a docket. So... Last night, what I did was I went on live and I like to play music. I like to, you know, have a drink, play some music and just like talk to people. Right. So I'm doing this on TikTok and people are just like filing in. I was like, this is dope. Like, you know, you don't have to, at least with Instagram live and TikTok live, you don't have to be doing anything. Like unlike the actual like platforms themselves where a lot of people, they feel like they have to structure something to do to look important. You can literally sit on Instagram Live and do what the fuck you normally do. So if you sit on your ass playing Grand Theft Auto, you can do that shit on TikTok Live or on Instagram. If you are planning a podcast or something like that, talk about your docket as you're planning it on TikTok. Other people might engage and be like, hey, like, I, I hear this is a topic you're talking about. Then you'll have people that want to go live with you. They can go live if, they, you know, if you want. That's what stereo used to be like, you know, when it comes to, like, live and what you would call it that where you could be in here like Shannon and I could be doing our show and somebody else would want to come on and we can bring them on and it's like oh great like you had a conversation with them or if you are just like you open up stereo somebody has a conversation with you I don't think they do that anymore but you start having a conversation with them next thing you know it's like oh we relate we you know we have some rapport and the next thing you know 
you've built a relationship with a stranger and you never know who that person knows. So it's always like a six degrees of separation thing. But with at least going live, you can actually let people know that you are just a regular person at the end of the day. Like you're just like them. You can relate to them. And you don't seem to be like this grandiose person was like, oh, like I'm so important in my TikToks and my Instagrams that I recorded 15 times before I finally posted it. I have to make everything perfect. None of us are. And when you do that, people will want to work with you. People want to collaborate with you. They're like, oh, well, you know, Shan's just like us. Greg is just like us. Like, let's talk to them. And then when people want to talk to you, they want to give you things. They want to do things for you. You never know. Somebody be like, hey, Shan, like, you know, guess what? I have, you know, a studio. You can record your podcast in. You're like, oh, damn, all of that because I went live on a TikTok? It, yeah. it, it just works that way. So that's why I'm, like, now, starting Monday, live. Um, and I've been through, like, regular podcasts, and I've been through this whole the Twitter spaces and the Clubhouse thing. The one thing I always neglected was lives. Because, like, oh, like, I ain't got a haircut this week. Or I ain't got this. I ain't got that. I was like, fuck it. Just get on camera. If people, if you go live enough, people going to know who you are because they don't give a fuck about all that. But, hey, Greg's on. Shan's on. Let's just go live. Like, I can guarantee you Shan's going to have 500 to 1,000 people every time she does a live. Just being Shane, yeah, yelling at the girls in the background, talking about her day, shit like that. It's like, you know, like that's engaging. Next thing you know, I'm going to go into one of Shane's lives. It's going to have 150K likes. It's going to have fucking, you know, two, 3,000 people in it. I'm like, oh, because Shane's just doing what she normally do. She's just being who she is in real life. People like that. They want to collaborate with that. So that's why uh-huh. I tell people just, yeah, okay, the we- wave, so. We got two messages and I'm going to give my uh, tidbits for lives because I um, a lot of people's lives are dropping lately because they really like narrowing down and filtering out the things that you can talk about on lives and sometimes it's not even you it's that will let your live be closed so hold on Chen is my name. Greg, what's up, man? I'm back. I'm off of that call. What's going on? Where are we at in this conversation? How's the baby? Is she doing good? You guys got her set up to fight, fight this COVID. Chan, what's going on? I got the call as soon as you begin to start talking. I know you guys are far along in the conversation. I'm going to end my message because there's so much I want to say. We got to catch you. got to catch me up. <laughs> oh, no, no problem, man. Yeah, baby girl's doing good, man. She's in bed now she you probably might have heard her a couple times crying because like i guess with covid i I just don't know her body so you know Mm -hmm. she woke up like two or three times and she started crying and then she just went back to sleep but you know all we can do is just keep her hydrated uh keep giving her like the liquid tylenol stuff to keep her temperature down and stuff and just play with her so you know that's pretty much what's going on hopefully in a few days she feels better but it's just day one in this covid thing for her so just ready for it to be over. Yes. So, Greg, that's so true because I be having these whole, like, written out skits. You feel me? They're like, like, man, I should put this on TikTok or I should do a Snapchat with this right here. You feel me? But I be like, I would be so caught up into, like, my male persona. Like, I mean, I, I don't want nobody to see me being goofy and shit, making, I mean, laughing at some shit like that. You feel me? Like, I be having this. This other look on it, man. I'm, I got to break away from that. 
Yeah, I had two also. My my original TikTok bio, I remember it like it was yesterday. I'm like, yeah, uh, it was like, hey, Greg, you on TikTok. And then the little bio part was like, uh, I'm here for other people's videos. You won't catch me dancing or some shit like that. Um, now I'm fucking dancing on TikTok. Listen, smiling, like, I, yeah, I'm I'm having fun with it. Like, do you <laughs> remember like when Twitter was like in its like infancy, like 2008, 9, 10, 11, like when people were having fun on it. Now it just feels so controversial. Like TikTok, even though they have their own little quirks that, you know, I'm still fi- you know, like figuring out what I do like about TikTok is I can actually be who I am. And yeah, there's going to be judgment and stuff like that, but it's like, I never see it. And the reason why I never see it is because there is no timeline for people outside of the comments to reply. And truthfully, Shane, at the rate that I post TikToks, I never really look back after I post them unless somebody comments on them. And then when they comment, I see the comment and I just keep on going because I'm, I'm always working on like the next video or the next content or something like that, which it'll keep you on TikTok doom scrolling for hours because I, right now, Shan, I have seven drafts of TikToks that I have to post because there was so much shit. I was like, you know, my reactions to other TikToks or duets and stitches and stuff. Um, eventually, I'm going to start, you know, doing what. Uh, with our things based like sharing the clips and stuff because that's my next thing I have to figure out how to share the what do you call that thing the the link you know how they tell you like copy the link so you can share it on like TikTok not TikTok mm-hmm. uh, Instagram stories or Twitter and stuff there's no way to do that on here for stereo so I'm gonna email them and like is there a way that we could share it directly to TikTok because if we could do that I wouldn't have to like cut and paste everything. So that's the only thing I have to worry about with TikTok. But I love it. Like it's on my home screen now. Like it was sitting in like the app library because I didn't give a fuck about it. I was like, God, like whatever. And then like, you know, Drake's on there. I'm seeing him. This man got 48,000 followers. I was like, yo, so how the fuck you get 48,000? He was like, Greg, I've just been posting. And remember, he was posting like four or five times a day. I feel like Drake. I follow him. Drake does a great job of honing in on who his audience is. And mm-hmm. with everything that Drake wants to talk about, Drake can recite what he's about in his sleep. And um, mm-hmm. he lives by that. There's no version of that isn't the Drake on TikTok. There's no version of Drake on G that isn't the Drake on TikTok. I feel like TikTok is just mm-hmm. like Drake's place right and I feel Mm -hmm. like for you the way that you can grow really good and easy Mm -hmm. on TikTok sometimes might not even be your face showing Greg it might be just you Mm -hmm. talking about um tech shit that you get in that you're about and that might be it and then it'll be quick to for you to go into um the creator tools on there and post like okay here's my website here and have people go to your mm-hmm. website and now uh, what's happening is IG is slowly um, blocking your views on if you take a TikTok video and try to put it on IG so what I've been mm-hmm. trying to do is before I post the video that I have for a TikTok I'll save it to my phone without the TikTok mm-hmm. labeling and shit and then I'll do it for TikTok and then I'll use that other video and put it on IG it's a lot of thumb work 
but for the most mm-hmm. part, so you're not double working, you got to know mm-hmm. when to use it or utilize it both places instead of one. But for the most part, I feel like everybody's going to excel in different places. You just got to know where your people are. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to Go ahead. When it comes to like oh, your no. live, for me, I need people mm-hmm. before they're like in the live to know mm-hmm. people's at names and mention it in the mm-hmm. middle of the conversation instead yeah. of waiting for the end because it's because TikTok is like one of those apps where you get on TikTok, TikTok's like mm-hmm. everything shut down, no music, no phone calls, mm-hmm. no Twitter. You're just yep. TikTok. You get into TikTok. So if yep. you're just TikTok when you get into TikTok, you might have a person for two minutes. You might have a person for mm-hmm. 10 minutes. Um, you might have a person for like 10 seconds. Have mm-hmm. their acting showing somewhere or do a good description. Sometimes a lot of times when I can't watch the full TikTok video, I'll take a screenshot. And I'll go back to it and I'll find the song or I'll find the website and I'll go to it. Show the names of the people you're talking to. Show their product website. Know your product website. Don't say, um, I'm, I do have this, but I forgot. No, don't come on here and not know your shit. Mm-hmm. Like, please know what you're talking about and have somewhere for people to find you. If you don't want people going to your personal page, that's cool. You can find me at here. Here's my email. Or you can find me on Twitter at this or on IG at this. Nobody's fucking with Facebook anymore. Don't even bring it up, okay? Um, Nobody sit here and be like, oh, I didn't know you were on TikTok. Oh, I didn't know you were on uh Twitter or I didn't know you were on IG nobody who has been keeping up with me can say oh I've been on your she gets it pod page so you haven't been listening to anything recently that I've been doing at all because I've told you that that page is fucking spam I can't even get into it so there's so many ways for you to keep up with who your people actually are and not the people who are claiming to be your people also Don't forget to um, hashtag and save in your notes in your phone. When you have uh, Apple products, if you have a Mac computer, whatever you put in your notes on your phone will go automatically to the computer. So when you take that and you post it in like your description for your podcast or for your uh, YouTube or for your website, everything is there and consistent and you can do do a lot, dualize. It should be a fucking word. You can use it in multiple places and not just one place. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to keep remembering, oh, what hashtag I should do. Copy and paste, my friend. Make it easier exactly. for you. When I do my podcast tips, I'm just literally copying and pasting all of my hashtags and I'm just putting in the name of the tip and everything else is written and it's posted and it's done. I do my best tips when I'm driving to work or I'm driving home from work. Um, when I come in the house, it's kind of hard for me to be like, okay, let me think of some content to do on such and such because I'm momming. I'm fucking working. I'm doing work that I don't want to do in my house sometimes. And mm-hmm. at night, I'm usually doing a show. This is like the first week where I haven't been really recording because 
all of season 17 for She Gets It is done. Um, Cozy Room Podcast, that's ready for like the next two weeks. And so when it comes to like shows that I'm actually doing off the cuff, it's just you um, for La Mouse Stereo. The Real Relationship Report is only two days out of the uh, the month. And then the, the Book Club podcast is bi-weekly. So I'm really chilling over here, being able to listen to other people's content and being able to engage with people. And when it comes to like these lives, be able to get who you're getting at the time that they have, not the time that you have. Bingo. That, that is huge. That is huge. I, yeah, we cooking with high grease right now. I, I love it, man. Like knowing that we've gone and kind of transcended from just like the the typical podcasters, because a lot of people who you know started podcasting, they were just really good at Twitter. Once upon a time, it's like, oh, well, you talk your shit on Twitter, and people are like, oh, just get a microphone, and then you can do that. But now we're in the the era, if you want to call it that, where people are trying to make themselves a brand, make themselves a business. And why not do it on the platforms that you're on? Um, I remember you telling me, and you're probably one of the, the two reasons between, I think it's you and it was a, a, my realtor. So my realtor was telling me, it was like, Greg, get on TikTok. And I was like, I don't really use TikTok like that. I, I look at TikTok but I don't get on TikTok because it's a difference. And she's like, no, get on it. And then you're telling me, like, great, like, just post some stuff. Like, you know, whatever you do. I'm thinking, all right, I'm in my apartment. You know, I got the baby running around and stuff like that. But I'm like, oh, but when she's asleep, I can record all that stuff. I can doom scroll, add to a favorite. Because I think now they have the thing where you can add it to a favorite or something like that. Or you can send it to your notes app and record something later. You know, use this sound and stuff like that. So I just, I've been on it. And the the goal for me in whatever I'm at like what almost seven thousand followers. Goal for me is by the end of the year to have twenty thousand followers. And I want ten, you know, as a base. And the reason why I want ten, I want that creators program. So what I've been doing is looking up hashtags on Twitter, looking at them on uh this is a website Reddit. God damn, how the fuck did I forget that? So if you go to the TikTok reddit like the subreddit folder they tell you like the trending like things for the day and what you can do is you can actually use those in your tiktok even though they have nothing to fucking do <laughs> with what what is going on like one video i posted like pringles something it was like pringles can hands or something like that and uh-huh. that shit ended up getting like four thousand like was like views or something like that I was like damn like i didn't realize i had that much reach and I'm starting to learn the algorithm. It's like, okay, more is definitely more, but the more you spread yourself out into different like brackets and stuff, the more people see your shit. So before I was sticking to just like black uh, hashtag black TikTok. So I was just looking at all the trend and stuff of, you know, the, the fight clips and, the, you know, people just acting silly and shit. And then I started going into like the real estate TikTok and, you know, the homeowners and the Amazon finds and stuff like that. And I was starting to use those hashtags and starting to get that community coming over, man. So all, all I all I can share is there's this one brand, um, and I, I don't want to say their name yet. They reached out to me on TikTok, and uh-huh. I asked. Yeah, they reached out, and 
I asked them, and they said, oh, yeah, we, we like, look at trends and stuff like that, but they also are looking for people with, like, you know, a thousand or more followers, because I'm thinking, just like anybody else would, man, these brands ain't going to reach out to nobody, because, like, they're looking for, like, the Kim Kardashians of the world, the, the celebrities, the people with the check marks. They're like, no, we're looking for people who have over a thousand followers. If you get a thousand followers on anything, like, any social media right now, you're doing good. Like, there are a lot of people who've been on TikTok, not TikTok, on Twitter for, like, fucking five, six years, and they only have, like, 200 followers. But the thing is, those 200 followers matter to brands. So when it comes to TikTok, this is the, the one app that it's everywhere for one, two, everybody's using it, but it's the quickest way to make yourself known. Like if you ever were like a lame in real life and you just wanted to be popular, I'm pretty sure you could do it on TikTok. If you're trying to grow your brand, you could do that shit on TikTok. There's a lady who is on, like I think she started the hashtag real estate TikTok. She started the shit. She has 4.5 million followers on there. So one day, <coughs> excuse me, she went on live and she was explaining how much money she makes from just TikTok. And she was like, people don't even follow my Insta- she was like, people don't even follow Instagram people anymore. She was like, the her Instagram thing is in her bio. She was like, I just created a YouTube channel. And she was like, what she does is she takes the TikToks and puts them over there. And she, I think she has like 130,000 followers on YouTube. She was like, YouTube's dying now too. And the moment she said that in the live, I got a notification on my phone, Shane. TikTok said, oh, now you can upload 10-minute uh, videos. And I was like, god damn it, you can, what? Like 10 minutes? <laughs> the first thing I thought, the, the first thing I thought of, and I know somebody's like, nobody's watching 10-minute TikTok. Hear me out. Shan does solo shows, and sometimes you'll do the quickie shows, right? Mm-hmm. You could be doing a quickie shows on TikTok, and then you could save the audio, you know, extract the, you know, the MP4 and everything like that. Then you can make it the podcast episode. But I know you, sometimes you like doing it on here also, but my thing is anywhere that's going to give me some engagement, I'm doing that shit. So, again, my goal, 20,000 followers, hopefully by the end of the year. If not, 10K will do just fine. I just want to be in that creators program because people – I think – if you get like a thousand, what is it? If you get a thousand views on uh, your videos, right? Like a week, I think they said it's like between like a hundred and fifty and two hundred, uh, two hundred dollars. I think that that's two hundred dollars okay. views. So there's a video. There's multiple videos going around, but the mm-hmm. there's a video of that um that black lady that she said she works for TikTok and she figured out the algorithm, mm-hmm. and then her followers went up like crazy and then she Mm -hmm. got she got into the TikTok creators program and what she noticed is now all of her videos are like 5,000, 7,000 this thousand views right Mm -hmm. and then her followers and her views are plummeting and then she was like I'm not the only one that's going through this so she was like whatever you do she was like, whatever you do, do not join this TikTok creators thing because what it does is it basically makes you look like a gold mine to people who's looking. Oh. And then the, oh. re- the those are not really your true views, but it looks good to oh, other no. companies. You can make the money, but realistically, mm. your your real viewers 
and your real followers are less mm-hmm. than the number that you're looking at. But it just it makes it's basically artificial numbers. Oh no! And so it was like so it was her, and then this other girl was talking about yeah, my views are not really. Uh, coming in like that anymore since I started and she was like there's no way for you to get out of it once you get in it mm-hmm. you would have to tell TikTok and they will have to take you out of the creator's thing that's the only way you get out and so a lot of people are like whatever you do don't don't join it don't join it so a lot of people do want to get in it because they feel like you can basically um, focus in on you know who you want to target um, what you want to talk about and have like your thing really focused and filtered but at the same time it's kind of like Facebook Facebook what they were doing when they would run ads um, for you is you will see the small number of who actually is catching the ad or engaging but on the outside looking in I had one of my friends screenshot me and it was like oh my god girl I know you sell hella hella t-shirts and shit i was like why would you say that and she screenshotted the the numbers under the app that i sent it was like six thousand likes uh seventeen thousand um uh f- like hearts on it and shit and she was like i was like that's not real numbers that's not the numbers i'm getting on my end so what they do is they show you the small numbers because you pay for it and then they ask you do you want to promote again to get more traction and then the people who are not paying for it oh she paid for an ad she's getting these numbers let me go ahead and pay for it so they Mm -hmm. and i'm just like what the heck and i was like nah I was like, let me get off of Facebook because my people are not on Facebook. My people are checking their Instagram early in the morning and at the end of the day when they leave and work and when they home. And sometimes they might be on TikTok. But for the most part, I feel like the people who really listen to my shit, who know I'm crazy as back, they're on Twitter. Mm. They're on Twitter and they, they check in some shit that I said and they check in some link I posted and depending on how I hashtag it, they might go to something that I, that I sent or they might check out something I sent and just like what you said, I get people to understand what the fuck I'm into through my stories. Mm. Well, I need you to send me the that video, those two videos because yeah, yeah. I need to look at that. Cause I was definitely looking at it. I was like, dang, man, like the, the creator's joint, like all I need is I'm 4,000 more and I'm like, I'm good. Cause that, yeah. that one video that I, I think all I did was like react to a video, you know, Baylor had the same situation. You like react to a TikTok, and the next thing you know, like you get a whole bunch of fucking followers and a whole bunch of views and stuff. So I was like, yo, like I was getting like, I think in one day I had like two, like 2000 followers. Like what the fuck, what happened? So Next thing you know, like, they were saying, oh, well, you know, in a couple, you know, you're X amount away from joining the creators program. So I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, creators program, that sounds like, you know, I can get paid to do TikToks, but now you're saying this? Nope. I, I'll just continue to get it the old-fashioned way, because if yeah, it's people views. I said to yeah. um, Drake on there, but I didn't. You know how sometimes you get on TikTok and they change mm-hmm. the people at the bottom that you can send stuff to to create engagement? Mm-hmm. 
You wasn't yeah. on it. That's why I didn't send it to you, but I'll Uh-oh. find it. Yeah, I'll find it. But yeah, um, well, we we can like how long we've been going? How long we've been going? Uh, I only I only got two two more things to say. Um, I'll go for it. The last thing you had on there was like how to be you on social media. My mm-hmm. tips for that is don't blend in with other people and what they're doing and their mm-hmm. approach. Um, stop getting ready to do a TikTok and just mm-hmm. do a TikTok. Um, yeah. I think I think the people on TikTok like not just TikTok but social media. People like to see you in your realist. So tell us exactly. your realist is like your first wake up look. Or you mm-hmm. in like a loose shirt that's alluding to breast and nipples here, but I can't see it. But they're just brushing their teeth, or you know, outside doing shit, um, or just you know, in your kitchen chilling. And they want to see you being a real person. Um, be okay yeah. with speaking to yourself out loud first, and I feel like mm-hmm. that's gonna make you more comfortable on social media. Or if you're trying to be visually comfortable because you always talking on your podcast, but people don't know who you are, what you look like, um, find a way where you want to engage with people. One thing I do, I hate is a person, a person in social media with a whole bunch of memes and I don't know their face. I don't want you following me. I don't want you following. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're about. And it, it screams to me that you have insecurities or you're going mm-hmm. to basically troll some shit because you have no face. Um, mm-hmm. And lastly, record yourself until you're ready to post. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. I, I'm not countering that. All that's right. It's just right. Um, yeah. There was there was a thing that somebody said. It's like a, a YouTuber. And they're like, you just, pr- you know, just press record. And I never realized how much that shit meant until honestly, like last week when I started doing this whole like journey, I was like, yo, like I'm missing out moments in life because you know, I'm, I'm always the photographer and never the person in the, in the photos and the videos and shit. I was like, yo, like get up in there, like go ahead and like, like show your personality. And here's the thing, even if you don't have a personality, you'll find your identity on social media. If you just honestly are you, which I guess that, that leads into the, the breaking the fourth wall thing which, you know, we ain't got to spend too much time on it. I was saying, so, like, on social media, just, like, be yourself, not your social media identity. I think yeah. a lot of people think that they're cooler than they are. And it's like, yo, like, you, you're probably a more likable person, a cooler person to somebody if you were just you. That's why, and I hate to say it, but, like, you know, guys who are just, like, assholes and, like, the, the women who just, like, they're all about posting, like, their, their ass and their body and stuff like that. I'm like, I guarantee you funny, too. And I've seen a lot of that with TikTok, which honestly, it, it makes me follow more people. Like, I'll see a girl like, yeah, like she's shaking her ass and shit like that, but she's funny as fuck. It's like, yo, like, you you actually have a personality to go with it instead of just that that structured Instagram post of, like, you, like, showing off your ass in a sundress or something. And I'm like, yo, that, like, it just, it don't look real. And for years, and I guess in the last 10 years, we've just gotten to the point with social media where a lot of people aren't who they are in person like people say it all the time like oh yeah I met this person that I met on social media and they were you know completely different uh one of my friends she was like 
she went on a date with a guy on, I think, like, on IG or something. She was like, she went on a date with the guy. He was talking her up, all in the DMs, talking, you know, one of the most engaging guys or whatever. They go on a date, and she was like, he barely spoke. He, you know, didn't know. He, I called, hate like, that. he wasn't, like, a people person. Shit. And it's like, damn, it, it hurts my feelings because I'm like, like, for somebody like me, at least, like, I would like to think that I'm the same way I would be, like, out in public. And people have told me this to my detriment, but it's true. So I'm like, oh, like, why can't people, if you're you, if like, say for example, like I'll use me as an example, Greg, if I'm portraying myself to be like this, this fucking heartthrob and all this other shit, I got all this money in the world, blah, 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 blah. People won't call my bluff when they see me in person. And it's like, look, that, that's not the same person. That's not him. Like that, that's not what we get. That's not what we hear on Young Black and Bothered or, you know, Loudmouth Stereo. Like, no, that's not the same person. But a lot of people do that shit with social media. Like, I'll see somebody's tweets, and it's a lot of shock value. It's like, oh, you're funny on Twitter because you had to think it through. You had to go and edit that shit three or four times. You had to backspace a couple times in order to make it funny. So it's, it feels forced. Versus TikTok, that, is, <coughs> excuse me, that shit just feels like people don't put too much thought into it. They're just like, yo, I am who I am. And... You know, I hate to say it, like, it's getting me away from Instagram. I'll be looking at Instagram now, like, the redheaded stepchild. I'm like, eh. <laughs> it, it was fun while it lasted. It was fun while it lasted. Um, obviously, they have their own privacy stuff and everything like that, but that's that. Um, I'm, I'm going to briefly just go through the community thing because we can – we've talked about this before. But with the community thing, like, spaces and clubhouse and finding a tribe and why they're important – the only reason now, like spaces and clubhouse are important, is because you're building your brand. Like, you mm. you have to build a brand, and you have to use all, all the tools that you can. I'm not advising anybody to personally just join clubhouse anymore. I be, I feel like it's become a cesspool of people who are like experts at nothing but know everything, and it's like, cool. Like, if that's what you want, because there's a lot of misinformation, there's a lot of hate being spewed, and honestly. The disrespect that people have on these audio-only apps, I wouldn't want to collaborate with anybody on there. Hmm. I personally wouldn't. Um, and the reason why I say that is because a lot of people being doxxed on there and shit, it's weird. So I just, nah. Uh, yeah. If you want to find your tribe, you can find your tribe anywhere. But, like, Clubhouse, it's not the thing. Spaces, depends. So there's that. I told you um, how finally, I feel. Oh, Spaces... Spaces titles been looking like, oh my god, my dick is dusty, or mm -hmm. oh my, let me talk shit about you know this girl over here or that girl. Yep. It's like y'all could have did this on a Facetime because now Facetime can do multiple people at one time. Like, why are y'all in spaces and y'all don't want other people to hear your conversation? Yep. Like, make That's it make sense. Like some people saying are just lame and like me, sometimes I'm like yo great that was lame shit like some shit I do I know is lame but I'm like you know like that's just me like I'm fine with that but the difference is you can be lame at things just don't be in public doing that shit like yeah. at, both of us are parents like I'm pretty sure you've told your kids I'm gonna tell my kid like yo just like be who you are but don't like just, don't be an asshole at it or don't be a jerk or like be your authentic you. More people respect you for being exactly who you are. People can't do that on social media like anymore, or they don't do it because they feel like 
the internet is what it could be with whoever they always wanted to be. It's like the what do you call it? like the the Bruce Wayne versus the Batman. So, you know, on social media, you're, you're Batman. Like you're this, you know, this cape crusader who you know it all, you got it all, blah 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 blah. But then in real life, it's like, oh, but you just like a regular ass person that people would just walk right on by you because you're not you. That's why, like, no haircut. I'd be like, fuck it, put it on social media. Like me, like you know, with the TikTok last time, I'm drunk as shit on there. Just going for it i'm not going to go get dressed and stuff like that that's stuff that we used to do but i feel like now we're starting to get back to the basics because people realize like yo like i enjoy just you know being me and more importantly the people who are watching your lives people who listen to your podcast and stuff like that they want to hear you they just want to hear that authentic person when they listen to she gets a podcast they're like no i like shan I, i like her approach i've heard people leave shan comments even on stereo and it's like oh like Shan, we like we like you and all the compliments in the world. It's like, but Shan doesn't like she takes it in the stride because she's like, oh, I'm just being me. And if you can't be you, even in the presence of a stranger, what's what's the use? What's the use at all? Like, it just doesn't make sense, right? So, that that's that for me with community. And finally, um, going solo. So you can feel free to jump in here if you want, and if you want to talk about Clubhouse, feel free. Um, going solo. All I have to say is. When you have somebody to collaborate with, I'm sorry, if you don't have anybody to collaborate with, just be more interesting. Pick up some hobbies. Do different things. Do the shit that you normally do. Like, you don't have, like, how Baylor does uh, BTG for president. Like, he's interesting all in himself. And he found mm-hmm. his niche because he's like, you know what? Like, he said his podcast is going to be a time capsule for his life. When he looks at that in 15, 20 years, that's his shit. That's him. That's what he, you know, the things he likes, the things he likes to talk about. So he can go and pick up from any point in his life, you know, in 20, you know, 2020, 2021, 2022 and say, you know what? I remember when that happened mm-hmm. compared to somebody who, you know, you're collaborating with somebody, you start some shit with them and then you realize like, you know what? Like the chemistry's not there. How many podcasts <laughs> have we seen, Shan? Like, and you know, the one that I always bring up is the, the one with, uh, homeboy it was like the two dudes and the girl like like fire fucking show and then you know they had that one bad episode and then just like fell off the map some of my favorite mm-hmm. podcasts they they fell off the map because honestly like they, they felt like they needed other people there and you've told me this as well like Greg, you don't need to have those people on the show yeah. they can leave the show still gonna be the show a lot of people have to figure out like yo like what makes me interesting enough to, you know, just go solo. Because a lot of people could do it if they wanted to. Like me, with YouTube, I didn't want to do YouTube. I was like, fuck that. And then, you know, the whole shit happened with the tech site. I was like, I might as well. So I'm doing it. I still have fun with that. And then, you know, TikTok. Now, that's just, you know, my recent talking point because I I think I found a lane that I like. Um, Now, I don't know how long I'm going to like it. TikTok's going to fuck it up somehow because everybody said it. You know, to me, they're like, yeah, everybody likes TikTok for a while, and then they do something stupid, and you don't fuck with them for a couple weeks. I was like, yeah, I'm waiting for that to happen. But overall, just like going solo, like if you want to, I would suggest starting solo. That way you know that you can, you know, do things yourself. Like Shan edits her show. She edits this show. She she does it all solo because, you know, you want to have those skills, but you also want to know that it feels so much better. Like, you know what? Damn, like. You know what I did today? I, I lived life. I was an adult. I was a parent. 
did a fucking editing the show, recorded the show. I did all this. Like, I did it myself. It's, it's a really rewarding experience. Well, go ahead. With that, with that, what it does is, let's say I get to a point where all the shows are doing really great and I can afford to pay somebody to do the editing, do the title, do the mm-hmm. description, so I could do other mm-hmm. things for the podcast. I'm going mm-hmm. to appreciate what they do because I know what work it takes. Yep. I know what went into you having to come up with five different descriptions and make sure you titled it right and make sure you added in the link and making sure you promoted it at a certain amount of time. A lot of people in businesses today, they never had to do what they're delegating other people to do. So they don't have any respect and they don't value them and they see everybody as replaceable because I can hire somebody to do it. Sometimes it's not, oh, you can hire somebody to do it. Sometimes it's how does that person that you hire do do it? You know? Like if I if I clean dishes, they gonna be clean to my standards. Mm-hmm. If I ask my eight year old to go wash the dishes, I'm gonna be checking for food on shit, ports not mm-hmm. clean probably, water all over the counter. So it's kinda like I'm I'm building up a quality respect for what I want and that's what's gonna make it better for me. So when it comes to like me having to do a lot of it, I don't mind it because my mind is more at ease knowing I did it. Now, just because I do it doesn't mean I don't slip up sometimes and maybe I put the wrong show on this post and I have to go back and edit it. But I know I correct my errors. I'm not blaming somebody else for my errors. You know, and I don't want to play that blame game with anybody. And so when it comes with people being like, oh, I want my own company and I want to do this and I want to do that. Uh, mentally, you won't even be able to handle the delegation that goes in that. <laughs> See, and that, that, that's a whole nother show. People wanting to be entrepreneurs that honestly don't want to do the work. It's like that. And that that's different. That's some crazy yeah. shit. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I feel like you know, my last little talking point, you know, obviously agreeing with everything you're saying, like, I wish more people would open themselves up to collaborate, because looking, you know, from a lens of 2022, like, what would happen if we never, like, stepped out in 2020 and say, you know what, let's do a show together, like, a uh, 100, you know, great, 100 plus, like, great topics and episodes that we've done, countless, like, hours of us talking, we've built, like, a bond that I can't, I wouldn't have gotten that if I didn't like open myself up to say, you know what, like I-, I need somebody else who gets it. I need somebody who, you know, honestly just wants to do the show and even topics that were like, you know what, like we would have never done these shows, at least for me. I would have probably never did this discussion on my main show or I would have never done it alone because I needed somebody like you to collaborate with me on those shows. So mm-hmm. for me, I'll obviously thank you for that. And, you know, I'm just appreciate you. Of course, just collaborate, man. Like, why not? Like, collaborate with your friends, family, business. Well, sometimes family, because you know, family get real iffy. You know, friends too, but still, 
um, collaborate with businesses. Like, you know, that's my little moral of the story. Like, reach out to these folks, man, because there's money on the table, and if you don't ask for it, you ain't going to get it. So definitely uh, collaborate in any way, shape, or fashion, for real. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't want to collaborate with other people because they're scared that they have to show up in ways they've been running their mouth about. Mm-hmm. Um, and dog gets hit on that comment. Bark, bark. Um, when it comes to your tribe, before we get out of here, your tribe mm-hmm. is going to keep you going. Your tribe is going to share updates and tips, and they're going to give you encouragement, and they're going to be really raw and honest about work you've been putting out and you need that and if you're not ready for that don't ask for a real tribe okay this is loudmouth stereo and i'm shan and that is greg we are not each other greg and i am not him but we collaborate to give you loudmouth stereo and we've been giving you loudmouth stereo for a long time on stereo and on other platforms and we appreciate everybody listening everybody uh giving us feedback the people that we met on this app branching out and doing their own shows like we enjoy that shit and i enjoy coming in on other people's shows on this app that i don't know that were probably in the audience scared to do their own thing so when it comes to collaborating go for it Absolutely. All right. Uh, 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 okay. If you miss any of the show, catch it on Monday on Live Out Stereo, the podcast. Absolutely. That's it. That's all I got. Well, oh, one one other thing before we got out of here. Wednesday, y'all. Wednesday. Uh, so, yeah, there will be the show that you're listening to, you know, Monday when it's posted. But Wednesday, we will have a live show. I don't know when that one will be edited to come out, but we will have that show on Wednesday. And then hopefully next Saturday, I have stories about the wedding and any other thing that might happen between now and then. Um, but hopefully everybody's still wearing their mask, being safe and all that other shit because uh, the, the Hulk is out. Uh, the Hulk is a cold word for COVID. It was like COVID is gone, y'all. You can be naked based. Yeah, don't do that. Clearly. Um, yeah, just y'all just be safe. I ain't gonna go through this whole COVID spiel. Just please be safe. Uh outside <laughs> of that, obviously we'll we'll see y'all in the next episode then. We out. Peace. <laughs>